0: So when you go parachuting, the first thing they teach you how to do is how to how to land because you're falling and when you hit the ground, you have to know how to hit the ground. The first thing that we should be taught in life is what happens when we hit the ground. What happens when we land face down in the muck? What do you do then? Get up and keep going. Thank you. Okay. Well, there you go. We need to. Sure. Brilliant. There you go. Well. Okay. Let's solve that problem. Why are you behind me? Come. 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 I don't know. How's it, Brew? Thank God. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, for media purposes, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go down, but I appreciate the, the gesture. <laughs> so, when you, parachute, when you parachute, what happens is, the first thing you learn to do is how to hit the ground. When you live in life, the first thing we need to be taught is what happens when we hit the ground. Because when we hit the ground, that's when the trouble starts. When you hit the ground, that's when the trouble starts. So what do you do? So, yes, you should get up and go. But what happens when you're sitting there and your face is in the mud and the last thing you want to do is lift it up. You feel that it's over. You feel that this is it. You feel angry. You feel hopeless. You feel I can't go on. Whatever the hitting the mud in your life was, what do you do? What we are learning about is how to fall down. What do you do when you fall down? What do you do when you fall down? It's called... Living with a growth mindset. Living with a growth mindset means the fall in itself is an artificial construction of a false version of reality. In reality, there never was a fall. The only place the fall happened in was my fiction of reality. In reality, there was never a fall. In reality, this was on the cards from the get-go. In reality, it wasn't, Oh my gosh, this was meant to happen, and this happened instead. There's no instead. There's always, this was always meant to be. When I get out of the the fiction of my mind, thinking that reality is the thing I create, projecting to the future, and when it doesn't faction in, when it doesn't fuse with my prediction, Oh, there's a problem here. There's a, remember, remember Steve. Fools try to fit reality into themselves. Wise men fit themselves into reality. So now, what happens when I fall? What does falling mean? Falling means the fiction in my head just collided with the reality. What stops me from getting up the recognition that it's just a fiction. I think it's still true, but clearly the events have demonstrated to me that it's not. So I decide to go on a run and I'm keeping time because I need to work on my time. And I'm running, running, running. And I get to a point and all of a sudden there road works. And there are um, workers that say, You can't go this way, you have to wait but I've got my, my, I've got my route planned out, I know exactly where I'm going and I've got my time and the stopwatch is on. I can't stop now I can't stop now. And they can't do this Do you know why they can't do this? Because in the story in my head they weren't roadwork. They were not roadworks. So now I've fallen flat on my face. Why have I fallen flat on my face? Because the story in my head isn't corroborated by the facts on the ground. So obviously the facts on the ground are wrong, wrong and my story is right. So what did my story say? You just got to keep on running. So I keep on running, but I can't. They told me to stop. So now I feel, this is ridiculous. How dare they? Unfortunately, they weren't given the memo about what the story in your head was. They weren't warned because they're not like mind readers. They weren't warned that there's going to be this one guy who's going to be running. Now he's actually training for a marathon. Stop the roadworks, move the cars away, fill in the hole, let him go past. They weren't told that. It's bizarre. How could they not be told that it's like basic information, after all? I am the ruler of the world. Didn't they realize my upcoming arrival? So you see how the absurdity of clinging onto the story. So of course, it's, it's the, the fall, the fall is not a fall. It's an imaginary collapse. The problem is, when I'm attached to the story in my head, it becomes a part of me. And when there's a part of me, even if, it's a, legi- even if, if it's, a, it's a fictional part of me, and the part of me that I've created in my head is suddenly wrenched away from me, it hurts. It just hurts. Because pain is the experience of having a part of me removed. And it doesn't matter if the part of me was based on evidence and reality and good thinking, or it was based on fiction and imagination and bad thinking. At the end of the day, it's a part of me and when a part of me is, is, is ripped away from me, it hurts So now we go, my story, con- my story collapses but now I'm feeling angry, frustrated, disorientated How could this be? So on an intellectual level, I can say to myself Listen, <laughs> obviously this is just a story On an emotional level, my emotions don't speak that language My emotions say, go jump in a lake oh master intellect right now this has messed up my entire structure of where my jog was meant to go and I use the word jog because I don't want you know hectic run but we use the word jog for those of the less athletically adept good so what do you do so emotions can't be can't be wished away. But what you can begin to do gently and compassionately is begin to engage, begin to engage in what's called an internal dialogue. An internal dialogue. Very often that internal dialogue also requires some level of groundedness in order for it to begin. Step number one, just breathe. Now as you're breathing, your emotions are still roaring inside of you. How can this be? I don't believe it. How can this be? Breathe in, hold, two, three, four, out. Hold, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold. And as you start to breathe, to sort of calm down the system. And then, your inner self, says to your emotional uproar Hey! What's going on? Your angry part says Shut up! Leave me alone! They messed up my run! Your deep, compassionate, empathetic self says I get that, that's really, really, really frustrating and you had it all planned out and you got the hills right and like all of a sudden like this, this, it's just so upsetting I totally get you and the emotional self feels heard feels validated says thank you I said I just get it what should we do now what should we do now what now what now is always a question to ask in order to get your face out the mud what now what do you mean what now there's nothing now it's messed up what do you mean what now I so get you and I get that frustration I so get that frustration this is a conversation I'm having with myself I so get that. I so get that frustration, um, well, <laughs> do you know what I was thinking, what, could we like reroute? how about we like, we turn around, because we can run backwards from the place we came, because <laughs> we got here, so we can go back that way, what about if we run backwards, and then find a side street, and then compensate, and actually plan out a new route, no, I want to go on the old route, I'm with you, but like, the old route is kind of blocked, what do you reckon? I just, I just, it's just so frustrating for me And then the anger Switches to sadness Because anger is always a secondary emotion Underneath the anger there's another emotion And it's sadness And it says oh, I've just been trying so hard And like, I just I just really wanted this And like now I don't have it And I feel like I just feel upset You know I'm with you But now that now that part has become sad So now the self comforts and says you know what you've done such a great job you've been training every day like in the bigger picture this, this isn't this isn't a train, train smash I hear you says the emotional part keep on breathing I hear you so should we just reroute yeah I reckon we just re phenomenal okay let's go Steps one and two. Mindfulness, through the breathing, breathing, log, inner dialogue, okay? Growth mindset. When you find yourself face down in the arena, what do you do? Breathe. Get in touch with your body. Do these things, visceral things. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your body, wherever it is. Feel the air against your skin. Ground. Ground then start the discussion start the discussion speak to yourself say to yourself what's going on? what's going on? speak to those angry parts those disappointed parts because those are the guys that are clinging on to the story and gently negotiate with them that the story doesn't exist anymore Just, just kind of dissipate into thin air it's only a story after all mindfulness internal dialogue and then, two things. Questions, conceptualization. And now I'm going to give you an incredible insight. Taken from Rav Desler. The way that the narrative of the fall of humanity is described in the biblical set of events is this calamitous failing on behalf of Adam when he is seduced move from a world of objective reality true and false to a world of subjective value good and bad eating of the tree of good and bad true and false is objective it's clear cut we know where everything stands good and bad is completely relative we move from a world of absolute to a world of value the antithesis of this being called Adam, if if you will was the anti anti anti-man it was this, 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 this thing which is referred to the serpent but clearly it was not a reptile in any way it was the externalization of the negative side the dark side of man and the dark side of man tries to beguile pull convince persuade the light side of man to fall prey to slipping from a world of objective reality to subjective experience and he does and as a result this force becomes integrated integrated into the human psyche and now we are filled with conflict as the anti-man and the man anti-person and person struggle for dominion over the territory of our life and it's described as a snake a slithering force that bites on the ankle bites on the ankle on the heel the lowest part of the human person the lowest part, what is that? what is it? that the negative force bites what does it mean? metaphorically the negative force attacks the heel so if we look at the structure, the anatomy of a person and we recognize that the head the seat of intellect is the highest just as it is in the physical proportions and the lowest part of the person is the foot which touches the ground and is connected to the soil on a hierarchy of humanity the foot is on the lowest level the heel, the touching point to the actual physical material is a metaphorical expression of the lowest part of man that's where darkness prevails what does that mean? Moshe Obeinu, Moses is walking in the desert he turns to his side and he sees an inexplicable event a fire a flame that's engulfed a bush and the bush doesn't burn He's attracted to this quizzical scenario and he starts to walk towards it fascinated and curious as we all should be and as he meditates on this bewildering sight he enters into a state of prophetic revelation and he hears a communication from the highest power from Hashem, and he says Shall nalecho me'al raglecho, take off the shoes from your feet. <speaking in Hebrew> because the place that where you stand is holy ground. In that moment, he received the secret of how to fall in life. We think falling is a mistake. We think when a person slips down to the lowest possible level, the level of the hill touching the ground, then he's the most distant from spiritual enlightenment. And to that... prophecy reveals that's holy ground that the point of spiritual ascension is at the point of the deepest failure that's where you'll find the light that's where you'll grow that's where the work is the work isn't in the lofty head the work is in the lowly hill which means Where does the work of spiritual growth begin? At the point where the story collapses. The point of failure. The point of, but I had it all rigged up. Where's it gone? Of disappointment. Of sadness. And that's where the light lies. But how do you access that light? This is the way it works. Ground yourself. Be mindful. Dialogue with yourself. And then question curiously as to what just happened. What just happened to me? And then what lesson can I extract from the experience that I just had? So this what happens. I dialogue and I've been able to appease my angry parts that we can just relocate and we can do a different route for our drug for our for our run. Running. And then after the run I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, wow you know, like, actually when I think about it, I know they're doing roadworks on their road, like happens all the time, they've been doing roadworks on their road for a long time. I actually could have, I could have thought about the fact that there may be a, you know, there may be a hitch. Do you know what? I actually notice, you're questioning, I notice that, or has this kind of thing ever happened to me before? It actually does. Like I actually feel like I've got this, 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 this pattern of behavior where I don't expect the expected and then when it comes along I kind of get very flustered I, yeah, I have noticed that in fact I actually feel like a lot of the time I d- actually lack, I lack a bit of foresight I don't actually think about options in the future I just kind of just go with it and then I land up you know being surprised and then I land up getting frustrated and angry like and then I just, I just get stuck. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking like I could possibly use this, this kind of, this event as an anchor. Because only experiences influence, influence us. Ideas don't. They just remain in, in the head. They don't touch us. But the experiences we feel, they're visceral. We get them. And like I just feel that frustration. But that frustration was such an unfounded one if I really just thought ahead a little bit. I don't to feel that again, and I've got that visceral experience. I'm going to use it as an anchor to help me think with more foresight. And the lesson I'm going to pull out of this is the importance of planning, just thinking a few steps ahead of where I am. But you know what? That's brilliant. And then I actually can even think about how I can I plan it now, because I've got another run planned, this time, I'm like way more conscious. Of to make sure that there can't be any potential obstacles I'm re- already thinking ahead and the truth is, you know, if I think about thinking ahead I've often not thought ahead in my life I've often just gone with the flow and it's often been to my disadvantage I'm actually going to think about how I can be more forward thinking Whoa! So, you know, I'm not saying it was easy but I grew from that The place where I fell was holy ground Because I picked myself up and I moved myself, and now I've got this whole new skill set of forward thinking being. And that's that's, that, I'm a day so precious. Had I not fallen, I would have remained unmoved, uncultivated. So, ironically, the point of fall is not the end of growth, but the beginning. And failure is not negative, it's the hallmark of success and falling is not a aberration but a assistance to growth and when you start to integrate that as the art of living life so then sure life becomes challenging sure and there's pain and there's stress but there's a way out you know how to fall you know how to fall and uh, yeah you, you can't like just fall flat on your face running it you know hundred k's an hour and then feel like you know pick up the first time and you'll be back 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 on your feet and if you seconds. nah, you'll fall many times but you'll get better at it and better at it and better at it and then you will to pivot and then just swivel oh it could be this and every event Every collapse story becomes another chapter in writing your own set of life skills. It becomes another principle that you can focus on, meditate, and you should meditate on it. You should go back to that, and go back to that place where you got disappointed. And think about the part of the lesson, and process it, and use it to move yourself forward. And then it becomes such a powerful aid. You go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that happened. Not at the time. But now when you look back, you go, whoa! That was, that was hard but that was a life changer and then you start to find out that actually no pain, no gain is very often the truest of all statements and then you start to be a little bit more open to embrace the notion that pain is not bad it just hurts but it p- could be it's the necessary ingredient of growth and then you start to grow as opposed to living this kind of really passive, evasive, avoidant life we, no, there's pain there, I'm going to go this way, and there's pain there and then what you land up, lost, depressed trying to avoid falling on your face actually is the greatest tragedy of human development Don't botch it fall, ground Discuss with yourself. Question, conceptualize. And then the growth mindset synergized with what's called mind log, mindfulness, inner dialogue. Quest con, mind log, quest con. Mindfulness, get yourself back to yourself. Get involved in the internal dialogue. Question, what are the things that you learnt from that fall? and conceptualize it. Make it into a principle that's going to help you as a tool in life. There you go. There you go. Living life like a pro. Going to become a pro at living life. Here are the skills. Take them. Or leave them and just go back to the default setting of mediocrity. The choice is yours.